0: Music yeah.
1: This is Tony Guerrero from Comic-Con. So here is the audio for the Psychology of Harley Quinn panel from the Long Beach Comic-Con. It was, it was a very interesting discussion. We, we could have done this a lot longer. So listen, find out just a taste of, of what Harley is all about. Hope you enjoy. Audio's not perfect, but you'll get an idea of what went down. All right, thank you everyone. This is the psychology of Harley Quinn. So we're here to talk about Deadpool.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we have um, some experts on here, not me. Um, so we have Andrea Ledamendi, who has a doctorate in clinical psychology. So you, you make this all legit for over here. Yeah, yeah. And we have Amanda Connor, who's a co-writer of Harley Quinn. Yeah! Yeah. We also have Jimmy Palmiati, co-writer of Harley Quinn. And I'm, I'm Tony Guerrero, I'm the editor in chief of comicbind.com. So we're gonna talk about thank you. so I mean Harley is is a very I, I think she's a very complex character and a lot of people are quick to say she's crazy, but I, I, I don't think you can just say that. I mean, if you're taking it seriously, and she has evolved over the years, and you know she's not the same character when she f- first came. So, how about our experts up here give their take on, on Harley? I I guess I'm just gonna. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I,
2: I'm I'm just gonna say that I think to some extent everybody has a little bit of craziness in them. It's just that um, you know there are certain degrees of it. Like Jimmy <laughs> says, I'm way crazier than he is. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and he he always says I'm the most sane person I know, but I don't know if that's a form of
0: uh, craziness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when when dealing with Harley,
2: I try and imagine all of the um, the crazy and you know just. You know, uncontrollable emotions I had when I was a teenage girl, and sort of uh, put that with Harley, but then add, you know, add the um, psychotic killing in it. You know, and and, and, and sometimes I I worry. I'm like, boy, everybody loves her, but she's a psycho killer. And is that a good thing? You know, sometimes I wonder about that. But you know, I just imagine. You know, I try just try and put in her the craziness I had when I was a teenager and when I was in my twenties. And, and, and Regarding boys and yeah. you know what I was doing with my
3: life and that kind of thing. And when, I, when I'm writing it with, man, I just picture it as Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you know, it, it's uh, you know, you guys all remember the Bruce Taylor, Tiss- You know, the, the original uh, Harley from the animation, and then uh, there's a lot of different Harleys. I mean, you, if you guys have been following her over the years, and the Suicide Squad has a little bit of a different Harley to it. And uh, when when uh, DC offered us the book. Amanda and I had to go back and read a lot of Harley Quinn books, and um, we sat there and we, we pretty much said we're not going to really do this unless we can do it our way, the the Harley that we kind of see, because if you're going to hire us, it's going to be the Harley we like, and um, I feel like the character ours is an amalgam of all the Harleys, like we took what we like from each one of the different teams that worked on her. Um, probably Paul Dini and Bruce Timm's probably stays in our brain the most. You know, I even hear her voice from the Batman animated cartoons, like we're writing it, right, Amanda? We hear that voice, yep. and there you go. It's yeah. lower <laughs> though.
2: That voice, but with, like, a little bit lower, a little bit more bassy, but not much. Still pretty high.
3: Well, and, and it was funny because <laughs> when I was researching uh, Harley and reading the back ones, I didn't know this, and everyone else did, I guess, which was funny, but I was like, oh wait, Harley grew up in Canarsie, Brooklyn. And uh, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not French. <laughs> but, um, but I said, well, we, we get to write a girl from Brooklyn that's, a, that's actually a super You slash, in our heads, by the way, she's not a villain so much. She's just a hero in her own story. But um, we thought, okay, this is getting better and better, this assignment by the minute. And then uh, we had to put together a proposal to them and saying, here's what we want to do. We want to take her out of Gotham for a while and create her own cast and kind of focus on her because we felt that every time she's in Gotham it becomes about either Joker or Batman and Harley's like a secondary player and we said she deserves her own you know group of characters and she owns a, deserves her own supporting cast and that was what we pitched and that's the book you guys get now is what we pretty much pitched and they let us go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: yeah well I completely agree with. Amanda about underscoring the idea that you're not, you know, we aren't crazy or not crazy, that there's this um, incredibly complex um, psychology to all of us. And so I like that Harley represents, you know, really underscores that idea of mental health, that on some aspects, maybe the psychotic killing, um, she, she is somewhat crazy, but there are so many aspects of her that's not crazy. She's unlike some other villains um, in this universe. She's incredibly compassionate. She's very. She's the most loyal character I can think of. So she has all these great qualities about her that makes her not so much a villain and more heroic. And then we kind of wrestle with this idea that she does all these impulsive, really violent, um, somewhat grotesque things. And, and so we, you know, we begin to kind of question where to place her. And I think that's what makes her so fascinating as a character. Yeah.
1: Now, I mean, it, when we think about it, it's like you know, obviously, you know mental health is not something to take lightly so i mean have you ever felt like any stories in the past not the current ones obviously that they've kind of pushed things too far sure yeah from your perspective
4: yeah i mean i think in general sometimes um there is a kind of black and white perspective with comics at least historically where when someone goes crazy or goes you know becomes a villain it's directly kind of linked to some kind of psychotic break or um, even the word schizophrenia is used in some some comics in the past, and I think that it not only is it um, is it incorrect or inaccurate, but it, it misses the point about um, about good and evil, and it misses the point about again the complexity of all of us. That just like those characters, we have some good aspects, we have some some you know positive redeeming aspects, and so this is actually um, this run of Harley Quinn um, is. Is definitely I think um, validating for the mental health field and that she's you know she's still serving as a mental health clinician she's in that field of psychology she's very compassionate and dedicated to her patients and to patient care and you don't see that a lot in comics um, in terms of that field being represented so I really like how that's done
1: now a big part of her has always been her relationship with the children and you know it's great that she's pulling herself away. That you guys have taken her out of there so um, I mean how, Andre, how do you see like her motivation like who she became because you know we know the story you know she she went to med school, kind of cheated her way through there and then she fell in love with the joker and then that started her off her career so I mean what would you say about that about that
4: relationship yeah I think it's an interesting um, I think it's a great story because Um, you know, once again, you know the character is complex enough that she's initially in it for good cause, and she has, she clearly has that compassion, and for those of us in the mental health field, um, we do want the most challenging case. Like, I would have totally taken that case if that was offered to me at some, you know, some um, mental health facility, if there was a joker type, Um, maybe for some other reasons, too, but I think, you know, that was very accurate, just her, her willingness to go there and to want to explore that and of course uh, his his personality is is one that you know she really she really got caught up in that relationship and that's a very human thing to do even for mental health clinicians we're not immune to mental health problems and we're also not immune to you know connecting with people on certain levels and so the fact that that happened, wasn't necessarily unrealistic she she was vulnerable she was an intern and he took advantage of that and that led her down this path mm-hmm. but then here's this interesting learning experience after you know the aftermath of that relationship where she acknowledges that that was uh, you know a pathway that that she she knew she shouldn't have gone down but, but it did it did happen yeah.
2: I, I, I think the simplest way I, I can put it is um, how many girls in here in your lifetime have fallen in love with the bad boys? <laughs> uh, and, and how hard is it? <laughs> I know there's more of you out there. And sometimes it's really hard to get over them. I mean, this it's been a long time. I mean, he was a bad boy when I first met him. He, he's still pretty bad. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, and, and sometimes you just get really wrapped up in them and you can't get over them even though you know it's like a, um, I said to my dad in high school, I'm like, I'm never dating any studs again. And for a joke, he maybe he, he got like a fly paper strip and it said, no stud strip, you know? <laughs> and, and like I'm in my room and uh, I used to like the bad boys, you know, and occasionally still, you know, over there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I think Harley has that in her. Um, and and you know, you'll see in, in some of the future issues, there are some some more bad boys in her life. Yeah, we,
3: we, with Futures, End we got to explore. Well, we said, you know, they said, okay, you have to set this story five years in the future. And we said, well, we can actually tell a Joker story then because we don't know what's going to happen. In the DCU with with uh, Joker at this point because there's so much stuff going on.
2: I' oh, we're not kind of not allowed to touch him right now, right? Or... Yeah, when
3: it's like yeah. you know because he doesn't he's not around mm-hmm. now, right? So we said, well, five years we can actually throw the Joker in the book, and the first thing we talked about is how Harley's changed in five years. She's not the girl little girl that's gonna you know play up to him so quickly, although. And they have a funny exchange in the book. When they first see each other, they're all lovey-dovey, and then she knees him in the nuts, and then they start punching each other. And it kind of makes sense, because she still has that passion somewhere in there for him, but the reality has also been there for years that she's mad at him. And um, in that book, we got to play with the two of them a little bit with the wedding, and if you haven't read it yet, it's kind of goofy and crazy, but um, it was a lot of fun to do, because the feedback we got... uh, initially when they announced we were doing Harley, was that a lot of people didn't like that she was, like, she was just uh, someone that the Joker used, you know, and they felt that, uh, you know, she was she was just a, a victim. And uh, for us, we said, well, when we write her, she's not the victim. She's in control of plenty, plenty of things. And, and uh, so and much so She tries the, to
2: control plenty of things, too. <laughs> right, she tries to,
3: but we said, you know, rather than just have her running around, let's get her back to her old job, but where she can help people. But at the same time, the other side of her, she needs to join a roller derby where she can kick some ass at the same time. And we, made, we created this landlord, landlady slash roller derby slash psychiatrist slash, you know, just, it just, we just, multiple personalities. And we, we think like for us it works because when we write the book, we've got to keep remembering, all right, we've got to put her in doctor doctor's office. All right, she's got to go skating. Oh, she's got, you know, a catapult, catapult on the roof that she's got a plink of poo Catapult, uh, catapult, yeah, catapult, catapult. Um, And, you know, it's funny because as we write the book, we start realizing that there's so much story to be told. And um, unlike a lot of DC books, they ask, well, what's the arc? You know, they ask the writers, well, what's your overall arc? And we always say madness. It's just, it's just story that's just going to keep going and get crazier and things are going to come in and out of the story. And the next one, I think, is uh, Power Girl for three issues. Power Girl has amnesia, and she doesn't know who she is, and Harley finds her and convinces Harley convinces her that they're a superhero fighting team.
0: <laughs> and, uh,
3: so we have three issues of Harley and Power Girl on an adventure, and... Uh, Amanda and I have a history uh, with Power Girl, so we've got a chance to kind of go in and have some fun, and it's and it's insane. And like I said, even like I love Dan the deal because every time we tell him we're doing something, he rolls his eyes and he goes, "Go crazy." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, but but we also uh, again like the relationships, and you know, we changed our relationship with Ivy is a respectable one. You know, they love each other, and we hope that comes across in the book that they're like best friends. You know, and we that's what we decided. To kind of stick with that kind of theme, and, and I think it, I think in uh, we've been doing it a year now, a little over a year. It's you know you feel like you can. She has a. We feel like we're almost there with really gelling out of personality at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Good night. Right,
3: Does anyone um,
1: here think that Harley could ever be cured? I, I know. I mean, it, it would obviously change the, the character, and then, you know, people may not want to read the book, but. Is is there a way that she could?
2: I don't. Is there such thing as a cure? I think that's a question for you, because I I actually have mental illness in my family.
0: And it's
2: just something. (laughs) 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 Well, well, we all do, by the way. Right, yeah. And, um, and, you know, the person I'm thinking of, you know, tried meds, you know, pharmaceuticals, and he felt like, You know, he wasn't himself. And then he decided to go into cognitive therapy to see if he could, you know, try and work through his issues without like, you know, being drugged all the time. But I don't know if it's I I don't know if it's like alcoholism, you know, it's like you never get over it, it's just you stop drinking. That's true, that's true.
4: I think I think when it when it comes to Well, first I do want to say, um about that comment we all have mental illness in our families, it's because 25% 25% of all of the population has some sort of diagnosable mental illness, so it is incredibly common, it is in all of our families, and there are so many different types of mental health problems that really no one is immune from it. Um, and I think that when it comes to Harley Quinn, when we think about like a cure for, for her, my first question would be, like, but a cure for what? Like what is it that needs to be fixed, or resolved, or taken away? because, now obviously, this propensity for violence, like, we don't want anyone to kill anybody, so I think that clearly the idea that we should stop any murderous type of, you know, violence. Yeah, absolutely, There's there are ways to curb that. Um, but when you think about Harley Quinn's personality, like her, her character, who she is, I don't know that we need a cure for that, because that's, you know, that's a, collection of different personality traits, like being impulsive, being, um, you know, really, she's, she's actually, she has a trait of kind of seeking risk and pleasure, like she's one of those people, raise your hand if you really like, like roller coasters, let's say. Yeah, all of you people. <laughs> there's, there's kind of like, there are people who, you know, if you think about this trait of like risk seeking or pleasure seeking on the spectrum, On the extreme end of that, there are people who just really love to, like, you know, not just go on roller coasters, but to take, to kind of engage in really risky behavior, like taking drugs and, um, you know, doing things that could actually be dangerous for them because the thrill feels so good. And then on the other end of the spectrum are people like me who, like, I'll play a video game, and that's about as as much as I can take as far as excitement. Um, But that kind of quality that she has to be sort of, like, very impulsive and very, into, like, she just wants wants to feel stuff. And she's very connected to people. She really connects with people. And unlike the Joker, she's drawn to people. She wants to have relationships, almost in a, an unhealthy way. She doesn't know what she's getting into all the time. So I wouldn't say that, like, taken as a whole, that I would want to, to like, eliminate that personality. Um, but to better answer your question about curing, you know, yeah, I would absolutely say there are ways that we can um, help her to reduce some of that more dangerous, like self-harm behavior, obviously, and then some of that homicidal behavior. There are ways that that we can certainly address that, um, similar to to cognitive therapies, in, in addition to medications, that could actually reduce some of those kind of drives and needs. That was scary right there. But we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't do that. <laughs> we have, you know,
2: but then has, we don't have a book, so. Yeah, we don't, we don't have a book, so. Uh.
1: or oh, maybe it could be the all-new Harley now or something. Yeah, Harley, <laughs> bland. I don't know. No, it's it's funny. Funny. <laughs> yeah.
3: Not bland Harley. But, um, well, also, you know, and, and we do in the book, We have, she's very compassionate, like you yeah. said. I mean, very, we, yeah. We, we, right away, we, well, it's a, it's a funny she story. Loves
2: people, The people she loves, she yeah. loves hard. You know, she yeah. just, like, loves the, like, she loves Ivy madly. She adores Tony and Queenie and, you know, all of her neighbors, and she loves Cyborgman, and, you know, she, you know, once you're under her wing, she just, you know, two she's four. very protective. Yeah, to point. I mean, we had yeah. the
3: second issue with animals. She went and liberated, and now she has a floor of animals in her building. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing with that was Amanda handed in a cover, that and it had Hollywood with all the animals the one you saw and we thought it was the cutest thing you know whatever and he uh, was so mad it's like, <laughs> like what is this cover and he's like it's so cute and everything and we a man didn't want to draw another cover you know, so, you know he's
2: like we're misrepresenting here this you know she's a psycho killer and this is an adorable color cover. and a four-year-old's gonna buy it and they're gonna see man you know
3: and, uh, and So it was a Dan or you to suggest it. I was
2: like, "How about this? When Paul colors it, I have him do like blood all over him because you, you know, know they ate a guy. You know she yes. fed a guy to him." And,
3: and, and yes. that's the cover we got—the yeah. bloody animal cover, which was just it was just us being lazy. didn't want to do another cover, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's actually a fun. You know, it's actually turned into we. It's one of those covers you're like, what happened. You know, like what happens here? Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's, like I said, she's she's very compassionate. We, a lot of the traits to, um, and Amanda probably won't want to hear this so much, but I think of Amanda all the time when I'm writing. I think of how she treats, Amanda will walk an animal no matter how violent or how big of a spider it is. She will somehow get it out of our house and outside. And I mean, and we have, we live in Florida, we have spiders, there's house cleaning spiders, like the size of my hand. (laughs) <laughs> right, and, and they're fast, and they're fast, so they run a wall and they go <laughs> like that. Know, and you have to catch them. They see you coming, so it's like a game. And she and she'll be there with like she has like these uh, plastic like cereal yeah, they're yeah, like there's
2: um you know you put food in them. They're like food storage containers that are airtight. But I take the lids off of them and use them as spider capturers. And then you need a piece of cardboard that you can slide under it so that they you know and then you can like take the thing and then you. Go
3: outside and then you go. Fling. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to just pick it up. It, it, it'll be like, you know, it, it, they are so fast and they're huge because I for Brooklyn our- I'm used to roaches that big, but not not spiders, you know.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: So anyway, you know that that trait of like, you know, I wouldn't hurt a fly kind of thing. That's kind of Amanda. I got that from Amanda. And although Holly will, you know, kill somebody if they're in a way or. But animals, we don't get yeah. to mess with. I did the same thing in Jonah Hex. He even never hurt an animal, but he'd kill like a whole town worth of people. You know, it was just like some kind of thing. Um, but it's the, but it's, the fun, it's the fun of the character because uh, when writing her, we'll put her in the circumstances. We, we have, uh, I think issue 12, I'll give a little bit away. Issue 12, Power Girl and uh, and Harley get zapped somewhere else. Yeah. Another another dimension. They wind up there, and it's actually our spoof of uh, of the Marvel universe and Thanos. Okay, it's in there, and they have to deal with like that and um, a guy floating on rocks and uh, in middle space, and uh, it's just funny. Like when we're writing it, we put her in these situations, and then we sit there and go, "What would Harley do?" Uh-huh. And she would do not what you expect, she would go exit stage left and do something else. Something else <laughs> would interest her. And the fun of writing that book is, and I guess I think reading it for you guys, is you don't know what's going to happen next. You, I, I, I don't know if anybody in this room would know next issue what exactly was going to happen. And we know that in a lot of our comics we read. We know at the end the bad guy comes up, they're going to fight, eventually they're going to win. And the thing we're very proud of, Harley, is you're never going to have any idea what's going to happen next. And I think it also plays into a character. And I think that's the trauma of the book in a way.
1: So. Now, I, I recently um, reread Mad Love, the you know, Bruce Timm, Paul Dini one. And I, I remember one of the absurds, not really absurd, but it is, you know, Harley had this vision of settling down with the Joker and having kids. Does any of you think that she could ever, not necessarily with a joker, settle down?
2: I think she wants to settle down, but there's that thing that you were talking about. She also craves excitement. You know, like in her head, you know, she has a fantasy about settling down, which I had once. Um, and uh, <laughs> What does that mean? We're married We're talking about is, no, we're talking I don't about, understand Most people don't know this about me I had a first marriage I had a, a first husband And I was like Yeah, you know This is how it goes You settle down And you do, you know And then I was just like so, now that we're married, let's move to New York City. And he's like, I hate New York City. I'm like, what? It's the most exciting city in the world, you know, and we then we got the fights about that. And you know, and it just all, it turned out that we wanted completely different things. And the same thing, which was both control of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, but, I
3: know he's a good guy, he's actually a good guy, and you know, I still talk to him sometimes, but, um, but I, I think... Still... I know about him, don't worry. It. I don't know about it, about it. I like his Facebook so what are you
0: wearing? <laughs>
2: Can dream, you know, the house with the white picket fence and, you know, a family. But then when it comes right down to it, you're like, maybe that's not you. Maybe what you, what the person you are is jumping off of cliffs with a, you know, you know, a birdman suit. <laughs> you know? What, what do you think about
4: that? I, I mean, I think that's true that she had this idea, and clearly, you know, I think that when she started to get to know the Joker, she didn't she really didn't know what she was getting into, and, and I think that was a two-way street. I agree that there's some level of him victimizing her, but, um, but I think that there was an element, too, on her end. Because remember, she was into risk-seeking, and so that kind of relationship was very exciting for her. So I agree that like now, she, it's going to be challenging to find that partner that's going, to be, that's going to meet those needs. I don't think it's impossible, but I think that she's gonna to have to find that right fit, and I think certainly right now she has all these important aspects of her of her life that she does have control over. So it's important I think that in the, in terms of a romantic relationship that that doesn't disrupt everything else that's going on.
3: Yeah. I Also, you know, right away we're talking about Harley with kids, and I'm thinking, imagine she takes the kids, you know, to school, and the teacher doesn't treat that kid right. <laughs> what happens? How daycare, how messy daycare would be with Harley's kids. You
4: know. By the way, it sounds like a good
3: spin-off.
1: So, you know, we're seeing that Harley can be a productive member of society, but you know, then she just has this some that Sometimes she goes goes a little overboard. Uh, You know, I've always wondered. You know, you have Batman, who who has his own set of issues. You know, that's a whole other panel. But yeah. you know, could we place of to blame on Batman? Because you know, he usually he, he carts off the people to Arkham Asylum, and things don't always work out the right right way yet. And now, you know, Harley's out in Brooklyn, and, and Batman's got to know that he's got to know that she's out there and harming people, and he's just like, you know, not in Gotham. Hey.
2: <laughs> Not my city. Yeah, that's not my city.
3: Right? A lot happens in Brooklyn that never makes it out of there. I don't don't know. You know, we live in Florida now, which is, uh, you know, the sixth borough of New York, if anybody understands that. Um, And there's more crazy people there, believe it or not. I never thought I'd move from a place as crazy as Brooklyn, and then I moved to Florida, and it's like... Every headline news story is almost like, in this part of Florida today, you know, a guy ate another guy's face. And I'm just like, what what the hell? You know, and it's like, and it's so pretty with the palm trees and we're by the water and everything. And I'm just like, they're eating faces like two blocks off of them. Where did we we move to? Uh, You know, and we have different animals running around, but, but, you know.
2: There was an alligator, a little alligator crossing the street the other night, right? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean, Elliot, yeah, yeah. Well, Ali and a turtle—we saved the turtle. The, other we saved day. the turtle, I didn't save yeah. He was taking yeah. his time going across the road, and the cars were just coming, and so we went out and grabbed Jumped him. Jumped out of the car, and you know, helped him cross the street. You
2: have to sort of hold him from—you know—you don't want him to whip around. You
0: You
1: don't, you him don't him. have a Tupperware
3: turtle. <laughs> yeah. he it's he is like that. Take like that side. He is like that side. I Man is a professional turtle wrangler right now. Yes. <laughs> any kind of animal in the road, you got to help it for us. It's very nice.
0: What
1: was his question? Batman. It's not Batman's fault.
3: Oh, badly, Batman.
2: Well I think I mean that's the I think the thing to keep in mind about Harley, and this is how Jimmy and I decided to write her. In her head, she's the hero. And she's rescuing the people she loves and herself from bad guys, and I think she sees Batman as a bad guy. You know? I I think the word I made up yesterday I was like making up words yesterday was anti-villain. You know, like people have anti-heroes she's an anti-villain, you know. But she doesn't think she's a villain. And I think, you know, it's, it's important to address, you know, like,
3: look at her that way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what fun, you know, she's fun. It, it, you know, yeah. it's 18 or 21, I went to a bar and Harley was there. She's a fun girl. Until she bards me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or until I do something wrong. But she's also the, the fun character. Like I said, any, anything goes with the book, and, and we hope we hope you guys love that aspect of it, because there's a couple of continuity people that yell at us online all the time. That doesn't make sense because in eight issues of this other book seven years ago she did this, and
1: I'm like, I don't know. So speaking of not worrying about continuity, um, so you know, she's kind of in the Suicide Squad, which you know you guys that's not what you guys are, are focusing on, which which is great. Uh, do you feel like, and does anyone feel like that that's a good outlet for her? I mean, if if she's has these violent tendencies that it's government-sanctioned, sort of?
2: Well, she's not with, you know, the Suicide Squad in our book. And yeah. I, the way I'm, like, trying to, like, figure it out in my head, it's like, her neck bomb didn't work. It <laughs> malfunctioned, so she got out of there, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's, I don't know if, we, our book is not happening on the same, it's not necessarily not the same universe, but it's not the same timeline mm-hmm. as, as um, the, uh, the Suicide Squad. So, um, Does that bother
3: you guys, that it's not the same timeline as when you read the book, that it's not yeah. tying in with Suicide Ooh, just, just like Anybody? You don't care? Yeah. Mostly? Don't care. No? Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, yeah, I guess nobody would have bought it if they really were upset. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know we're, I'm also one of those guys that I, I feel like we have to write to a new audience. We have to write to the young kids coming up, we have to write, you know, let, let's be honest, we, we want the female readers. You know, they're important to us. And, uh, you know, having Amanda's sensibilities on, on the book, like, it really, it's, I think it's a well-rounded crazy book uh, on a number of levels, but uh, I think continuity, too much continuity, scares new readers away. And, um, and if there's any retailers in here, they'll understand that, where people come into the store and it's an issue 135, and they're like, can I pick this up and read it? And they're like, well, if you pick these 35 other books up, and read those first. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything more intimidating than that. Um, with Harley, I feel like if you pick up issue 10, you can kind of get it. And um, hopefully, we hook you and by 9876543211 <laughs> and then the Crazy Zero book. But uh, no, but it's, it, the retailers have been great because I don't know if you guys notice in the stores, they actually have the back issues right there on the rack. A lot of the stores we go to, I don't know if you guys go to, it's the new Harley and then there's the back issues behind it. And that's something that we don't see very often. I think Saga is the other book that they do that, right? Where you have all the issues in the back, you know. And I think that's the new audience. I think, uh, so, I think we have to kind of think comics a little differently these days, because of it.
1: Now, how, how helpful or how dangerous is it that Harley is working with others?
3: Power Girl one's funny. She can't really hurt Power Girl, like physically. Um, but watching them together is something you have to see because if you know per- Power Girl's personality and you know Harley's, there's a little madness in there. Especially Har- Harley's very. Um, what do I say? Like how would I say? Like body jealous? Or not? there's a better way of saying that? She sees Power Girl.
2: She's like, well, I, I don't think that she looks at her jealously, but I think she's like a real life superhero. I'm gonna be a real life superhero and.
3: Well, what's know? the cover you always drew? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So,
2: yeah, yeah. so this, this cover, like, nobody knows about this yet because it's not, you know, I just finished it two hours before a plane took it off. Um, where Harley's trying on Power Girl's suit, and it's like she's swimming in it. <laughs> but she's also looking in the mirror, you know, like this. <laughs> and, I, and she just has noticed Power Girl walking up behind her and going, what the, you know, she's like, oh, so she just, her mind is always thinking, what can I do next? You know, um, I can, I can be a superhero. I'm I'm a roller derby person. I'm a doctor at, you know, at the senior's home and now I'm going to be a superhero. She's just, she's one of those people that wants to do it all. Embrace life. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what, I think one of the nice things about getting older is that it, you realize, okay, I can't do it all. <laughs> but she doesn't have that yet. You know, she wants to do it all, and she's going to try to do it all.
3: That's right, so. including making you scratch her comic and smell it. No, not scratch it, <laughs> rub it. I mean rub it. I'm sorry, scratch it and rub. Or is it rub and smell? Uh, I like that. Is, is it, rub it rub and it was, smell? Which one is it? Is it rub, rub and rub smell? smell? In case you don't know, there's know. a book coming out <laughs> next month, and it's 38 pages. Hardest book we ever did. Hardest book we ever had to write uh, because it's a rub and smell book. So it has parts of the book where you can have little Harley going, quick, scratch over here. You can smell what's going on. (laughs) And and, um, it's it's, it's 38 pages. The basic story is just uh, Poison Ivy's uh, been thrown into Arkham Asylum and Harley's like, I have to save her. And she goes to Arkham to try to get Ivy out, and it's pretty funny. It's a crazy. book. But uh, DC said, well, what we're gonna do, we're gonna add scents to certain pages. So you get to pick from this list of smells. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can work these smells into the comic, awesome. And we're gonna sell a scratch and sniff bag Harley for you. Rubin. Rubin smell. Rubin smell. <laughs> rubin Sorry, rub smell. <laughs> I can't scratch and sniff. I grew up with it's that. Copyrighted It's copyrighted, right? <laughs> so Talk about a weird book because they tell us, okay, these pages can have smells in these places. Now write a story. Yeah, <laughs> and and they had we're had like, smells
2: in these places. Right. But then they didn't take into account ads, so now yeah. there are certain places that were supposed to have smells. <laughs> right, so there's,
3: there's definitely some little trickery going on where Harley's yeah. like, go ahead, scratch that, and there's nothing there, and then she's laughing at you. <laughs> 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 but uh, but it was the hardest thing to write because all the story had to kind of line up in that spot. That that spot was where you had to. We had it, to
2: write a book around a stink. Stink, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. We were,
3: you know, and of course the review is uh, I expect Comic Vine will have you know this book stinks, right? As <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it's the weirdest thing we've ever had to work on, and in a weird way it works, and I don't even want to explain the sense to you. Because we had the to sense. pick from the, the scents, <laughs> we had the, the we, we had to pick from like 40 different smells, and um, and the thing was we didn't want to look at what the smell was. I know we're getting way off it. We didn't want to look at the <laughs> smell. Really we figured awesome. if we if we can rub it and we can't identify it, it's not working, right? <laughs> so we're like rubbing, the, and we're going, what the hell is that? You know. Like, <laughs> so, so the four we have, there's four of them that work into the story, and and they come. But we had to change sense. one. Yeah, we had to change one the last. Can we say what that one was? So, I
2: get well.
3: Yeah, it's, well, one of them it was coconut, right?
2: It was coconut suntan lotion. It's
3: coconut suntan lotion, <laughs> but because there's a chemical that they use to make the coconut suntan lotion that's not allowed in California. Yeah,
2: it's like I guess considered a carcinogen. In California. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we had all the
2: other states were like, why not? <laughs> right. So now, now now
3: hear this out. So we wrote the story already with this coconut smell, and they said you're gonna have to change it to banana.
0: <laughs>
3: I don't even like banana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was the that was the call we got at home. You have to change it to banana. Does it affect your story? And we're like, what? What do you mean? It's ready to go. And they're like, no, it's banana now. They're like, okay, we figured it out. But it's the most bizarre book you've ever Rubbed in smell. <laughs> a, and I'm glad it's in a bag because we don't want everybody standing in the store like rubbing, you know, <laughs> rubbing the comic in the store. Um, and, 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 I don't know if this book's gonna be like, like I said, we it's one of those things we sit at, like, like late at night we lay in bed and go, is this gonna suck? <laughs> you know, but we made sure at least if you're reading it, it's a it's a fun story. So the story's great and it just. Extra has extra smell. Yeah, too. we had a, We definitely.
2: We knew it might be a big gimmick, so we had to back it up with a decent story.
3: Yeah, the story is a lot of fun, but uh, but hey, you rub it, you let me know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quote.
1: There's a quote. Yeah,
3: that's good.
1: but they they should have saved it for next September. For the next special month, you know, when make all the comics stink. I, I think 5D is going to be,
3: like, next year. I don't know. Every yeah. September, what do we have? The motion this year? What was the yeah, one? Motion
1: week? 3D. Last year was just 3D. Right, so
3: it's motion. So what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Sound. 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 It's like the Hallmark cards where you open it. Yeah. I say, how about Good Story Month? That's every month for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any questions, but... Uh, Recently you guys brought Harley to our world in the form of invading San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Do you guys have, or would you want to put her in any other, not just cons, but like any other big events like a Super Bowl or Oscar or something like that? Oh, sure. the White House would be fun. <laughs>
4: but Harley vs.
3: ISIS would be interesting. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> there you go. I don't even want to get into the gimmicks for that one. <laughs>
2: anything like that goes along with that? Um, the, the, the Harley, I think they wanted to, um, ha, you know, like make her a little more like sexy for the video game, and the video game did really well, so they said, let's see what happens when we put it in the comic book, and then the comic book did really well, so they stuck with the sexy outfit. I mean, that's probably a whole nother psychology thing on, you know, you know sexy outfits and yeah, she used to be wearing, you know, adorable pajamas with a little, you know, um, But I, I just, you know, I can never leave anything alone. So when I got my hands on Harley, I was like, well, let's add something to her sexy outfit and like make it a little bit functional. And that's when I got the idea for that roller derby thing, because she looked like, you know, she should wear like shoulder pads, and you know, I'm like, oh, she looks like a roller derby girl, which is a perfect job for her. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, I, I think that was just the way, I think, you know, people really liked it a lot, but there's still people who like the old-school Harley. Yeah, if it
3: was up to us, we'd change the costume every issue. We tried you guys, to. How many women have only one outfit they wear? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I'd love to just every issue, just change it. But they don't like that in licensing, so. Uh, Jimmy,
0: yeah. What's the fastest
3: land animal? Uh, Ethiopian chicken. I don't. know, I know that one. Ethiopian chicken. I guess because they don't eat much and they chase the chickens. But so I'm not going to tell Jimmy. On. I'm not going to tell you what it is. What is it, a cheetah? No. Is it what? No. Cheetah is the fastest cheetah. land yeah, animal. Yeah, cheetah. All right. Yeah, yeah,
2: cheetah. That's I. Which I just yeah. put on a, bunch of, a cover
0: because they're doing Harley months and Harley has cheetahs
4: now. <laughs> 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 well, I have a question for
1: Andrea. When you were getting your doctorate, did you know you'd come to Comic-Con and be talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, I was reading
0: comics by myself, at night thinking about all these awesome things. Um, Why don't you like, plug your, your, your blog,
4: because you do the podcast? I do, podcasts. yeah, so I do. Underthemaskonline.com, and I have uh, with my co-host actually Brian Ward. We have a podcast called the Arkham Sessions. And we take every episode of Batman the Animated Series and we analyze it from like a psychological perspective. Um, so it's Underthemaskonline.com where you can you can find those. And we love the of course the Harley Quinn episodes are the ones where we get very excited about. So. Um, so no, I, I really didn't have any idea, but it was sort of, you know, this this huge, obviously, this huge passion, and then there was an opportunity to, to kind of dovetail these two passionate interests. There you go.
2: Wait, one more time, what's the name of that? Because I didn't know you did that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, if
4: awesome. yeah. anyone, you. I have some, sorry, this is so pluggy. I, I do <laughs> have some flyers for that. That is great! <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, thank you, it, it really, it's, it's purely a, a, kind of, it's educational, it's humorous, but it really is about celebrating the work that comic artists, creators, all of, you know, the, the world of, um, of comics is giving us, so I really, I don't really create anything, I just sort of, um, I'm just passionate about the work that, that these folks do, so, thank you. yeah, thank you. Now, do you find yourself analyzing everything
1: when you read, or is it just...
4: I try not to, because, like, it's so much fun, like, some of the comics are so much fun, I try not to to get too, um, you know, like, curious about, like, well, what did that mean? Well, okay, so, Harley's in a cage right now, and her stalker is, like, talking about, you know, his, she kind of feels sorry for him, but... It's, what is she going to do to him? And then I'm thinking, well, I should just read the story and, and let it run before trying, you know, too hard to kind of imagine the psychology of it. And then afterwards, it starts to make sense to me, and
2: it's it's, it's great. Or do you, do you ever really think, like, what are these writers thinking? Or what yeah, are I always writing? think that. Do we, yeah. do we ever do anything wrong? Because I'm always, like, yeah, I'm, like, so uptight about, you know, doing my research and, you know, making sure I nail everything, you know, Pretty realistically, which is why I take so long on everything.
3: Yes, because Harley's so realistic.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that book, you, have, you know, the, catap- the catapult. Yeah. yeah. That's probably like a dream of Amanda's. You can fling animal poo, like, miles into the DC office window. When I lived yeah. in Brooklyn,
2: there was a truck at 6 o'clock every morning that would come to the intersection where my apartment was and lean, well, you can't lean on an air horn, I guess, but the horn would just go off, and I was like, that's what would have been perfect. The that He just fling poop right at his truck.
0: <laughs> Why are you
3: so angry? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, we are out of time.
0: Oh, boo. Oh.
1: <laughs> don't go. We'll, it's your sorry all. fault. It's no, Sorry. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you. <laughs> So, so my question, my question is, is who could it be? We don't, we don't know. And I would like no to ask you which comic book that's think you like most emotionally. emotionally. Yep. Yep. That's the question. I will shake your that. head. I love Alan that's This is a John Furr issue. 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 I love Alan yeah. Davis. Davis. I, 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 I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team.
0: I I give this a two.